a single soul Reaching a further and stepping in closer Hi, everybody. Welcome to Living Life. Today's lesson, Bound for Jesus, is for July 29. And today's lesson is about amazing Mediterranean voyage. It's about this amazing cruise on the Mediterranean. And who doesn't love a cruise? Who doesn't love being on a cruise ship? When you're on a cruise ship, you're being served, you're being waited on, you know, the food. It's just an amazing experience. But Oftentimes in church, I love to bring up this illustration with uh, the congregation. What is the church? Is the church a cruise ship or a battleship? Because when you're on a cruise ship, you're the one being served. But when you're on a battleship, you're a sailor, and every sailor has a station, every sailor has a job. And in today's story, the Apostle Paul was definitely not on a cruise ship. He was on a voyage, he was on a Mediterranean voyage, but he was on a battleship, and he was a sailor, and he had a mission. He had a job. He knew exactly what he had to do. So it's an amazing story. It's here to encourage us, to challenge us, and to wake us up. So let's look at the passage in Acts 21. Acts chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. After we had torn ourselves away from them, we put out to sea and sailed straight to Kos. The next day we went to Rhodes and from there to Patera. We found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, went on board and set sail. After sighting Cyprus and passing to the south of it, we sailed on to Syria. We landed at Tyre, where our ship was to unload its cargo. We sought out the disciples there and stayed with them seven days. Through the Spirit, they urged Paul not to go on to Jerusalem. When it was time to leave, we left and continued on our way. All of them, including wives and children, accompanied us out of the city, and there on the beach we knelt to pray. After saying goodbye to each other, we went aboard the ship, and they returned home. We continued our voyage from Tyre and landed at Ptolemy, where we greeted the brothers and sisters and stayed with them for a day. Leaving the next day, we reached Caesarea and stayed at the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. After we had been there in a number of days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. Coming over to us, he took Paul's belt, tied his own hands and feet with it, and said, The Holy Spirit says, In this way the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of his belt and will hand him over to the Gentiles. When we heard this, we and the people there pleaded with Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up and said, The Lord's will be done. 
Today's lesson, uh, Bound for Jesus, uh, actually has two meanings. Uh, bound for Jesus literally means headed to Jesus. You know, the Apostle Paul was headed to Jerusalem, but he was headed to Jesus' will. But the other meaning for uh, bound for Jesus is that Paul would become bound for Jesus, that they would tie him up and they would arrest him. So our journey begins in Ephesus where the Apostle Paul, and I like how the Bible uses a term that he tears himself away from the church at Ephesus. The people at the church of Ephesus, they were his children. They were his spiritual babes and they loved him. And Paul was actually there for a pretty long time compared to other churches. So it was very hard for them to let him go and let him leave. And it was especially hard because they knew that he was going back to Jerusalem, which in a lot of ways would be his final destination in a way. So he leaves the church at Ephesus and he begins this amazing voyage on the Mediterranean. That's why I was calling it like a cruise ship or a cruise but it wasn't a cruise. It wasn't a pleasure tour. And uh, the Apostle Paul was very familiar with the Mediterranean. He was familiar with all the trade routes and the current and where all the different cargo ships would go, trading stuff and bringing uh, merchandise from other countries and all the different towns and islands. And the, Paul, the Apostle Paul used those very same trade routes to spread the good news. He used all those uh, uh, cities and towns and and all the trading going on as a way for him to spread the gospel, spread the good news, and grow the church. But in today's lesson, uh, he wasn't using it for that. He was using those same routes now to arrive to his final destination. So when Paul got on uh, the ship, their first stop was at a town called uh, Tyre. And at Tyre, uh, many of the disciples came running up to Paul, and they said to Paul, don't go to Jerusalem. Something bad's going to happen in Jerusalem. And it was a lot like Jesus' ministry at the end of uh, his life here on earth. Uh, when Jesus was planning to go back to Jerusalem, Peter and the other disciples were telling Jesus the very same thing. Don't go to Jerusalem. Uh, They're going to arrest you. You're going to meet your dem demise. Uh, but Paul would have none of it. I am going to Jerusalem. So he was very focused on uh, fulfilling God's will in his life. So he gets on the ship, and then he gets uh, to an, another town called Caesarea, and he stays in, in the home of Philip the Evangelist, who had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. And I'm pretty sure what it was they were prophesying, because right after, another prophet came, Agabus. He came there, and he took Paul's belt, he took Paul's belt off, and he tied his hands, and he tied his feet, and he told Paul, whoever owns this belt will be tied up like this and arrested in Jerusalem. And they begged him, and they pleaded him, don't go. But Paul was ready to give his life. Paul, like all the other apostles, were martyrs. You know, they walked what they talked. And he would not have anything... Uh, to do with these people telling him to stay. So eventually, the, disi the disciples uh, got it. They understood. We cannot convince them. We cannot dissuade him. 
And that leads us to our memory verse in Acts 15, uh, verse, um, no, Acts 21, I'm sorry, verse uh, 13. Then Paul answered, Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And then in verse 14, the disciples responded, When he would not be dissuaded, we gave up, and we said, Let the Lord's will be done. So at the end of the day, uh, that's the heart of our lesson here. You know, Paul was in the middle of this amazing and, and, and beautiful voyage. He could have got distracted by the beautiful sea and the beautiful scenery. Uh, he could have taken a detour and said, I'm out of here. I'm not going to go to Jerusalem. I'm not going to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to listen to my best friend. I'm going to listen to my neighbor. I'm going to listen to the guy, you know, in the grocery store. They're telling me it's not smart. It's not wise to go. I'm going to preserve my life. I'm going to do what's in my own best interest. He did not do any of that. He came to the realization that to live is Christ and to die is gain. So this lesson challenges us. This uh, lesson encourages us, but it's, all, it's also an exhortation to all of us. We need to reflect. We need to ask ourselves the question. Yes, we're passionate about life. We're passionate about doing well and taking care of ourselves. But we also need to be passionate about God's will and allowing God to do His will in our lives. And even though we may have people that are trying to convince us to do everything else but God's will, we need to stay the course and fulfill His will first, not ours, even if it means our life and, self, and our self-sacrifice. So let's, let's close today. As we close the lesson today, uh, this message was about laying down your life for Christ. But the fact of the matter is, many of us will never have the opportunity to be martyrs. Many of us live in countries where they're not arresting us because we're Christian, and they're not putting Christians to death. Now, there are some Christians around the world that are being arrested and persecuted and killed for their faith. But for the vast majority of us, we may never face this challenge or trial in our life. But this lesson, this message still applies to us today. And uh, what we want to do uh, right now before we pray is we want to ask that question. We want to ask that question of ourselves and of the Lord. How can we become more passionate for Christ? How can we lay down our life for Christ in small ways and in big ways? How can we not set limits on how much we're willing to sacrifice and give to the Lord? So let's pray. Heavenly Father God, uh, you are calling us to something mighty, something great, and something wonderful. You're calling us to be your disciples. And starting from Jesus and all the apostles and all the disciples that came before us, uh, many of them have laid down their lives. And God, I want to acknowledge the people that are praying with me right now. Many of us, Lord God, have sacrificed a family and pleasure and sin and carnality and the flesh and ourselves. So, Father God, we continue on this voyage. We continue on this journey. Encourage us. 
help us, equip us, so every day we can lay down our life for Christ in small ways and in big ways. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. For a single soul, reaching a world and stepping in closer, see Jesus.